How's it going? It's Scott here. I'm drinking a little Heady Topper from uh, the Alchemist Brewery in Vermont. Hey guys, Corey here. I will also be enjoying uh, the same as Scotty, a Heady Topper from the Alchemist in Vermont. Craig here, drinking a full clip from Stoneface. How you doing? This is Tom, drinking Moose Juice IPA from Great North Aleworks. Um, we're Top Shelf Fantasy. This is podcast uh, 31, I think. It's October 22nd. Um, we're going to go ahead and jump into our week eight kind of recap, talk about some injuries that happened uh, in week seven, um, give you a preview of the Thursday night football game uh, and some of our priority waiver pickups. We'll go ahead and discuss those. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Google Play. If you're looking for us on PodCoin, it's because I, I don't think it exists anymore. Um, <laughs> they yeah, have for trouble whatever, working. For whatever so, reason, you go on there and it's it's there's nothing working. So. Yeah, I've tried the last couple of weeks and so is Craig. So uh, I don't know if it's there anymore. <laughs> That's um, unfortunate. But you can head on over to TopShelfFantasy.com. Check out um, our uh, – we have a podcast player on there. Um, and if you're listening to this, you clearly have a place to listen to us, so that's good. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Top Shelf FNTSY. We did relook our waiver articles. I'm very excited about that because that took me a little bit of time, so it's it's a bit more mobile friendly. So head on over there, get a little bit more in depth information um, as we go ahead and talk about these as well. Um, I'm going to start with. Probably the biggest news that we got today, Emmanuel Sanders traded to the 49ers. There's a lot of implications there, um, not only for Cortland Sutton, Joe Flacco, but also Jimmy G and Emmanuel Sanders. So, Craig, you want to chime in? So, yeah, I have a different take than most people on this. And a lot of people, their first reaction was, oh, this is awesome for Cortland Sutton. He's going to get more work. However, when if you remember from last year when Demarius Thomas was traded and Emmanuel Sanders was currently hurt, Everyone said the same thing. Oh, a lot for Cortland Sutton is going to go his way. A lot, um, you know, more work for him and a lot more productivity. And you did not see that. You saw a regression, actually, where there was double teams all over Sutton. He was a bigger type of uh, target. He's a 50-50 ball kind of receiver. And without Sanders on the other side and without, um, you know, Demarius Thomas, he did not thrive. And I think this year... Without Sanders, I don't know, Deshaun Hamilton, if he can come in, step up, do the same deal. He did fill it okay last year, but I don't think this is as big of a step up as a lot of people are thinking for Sutton. I think you got to temper your expectations. If anything, there might be a little bit of regression. I hope I'm wrong because I'm a huge Sutton believer, but that's just my take on it. Yeah, and then <laughs> conversely, you have the, the news for the 49ers. I mean, this is a huge step in the right direction for their entire offense to add a dynamic, talented veteran receiver for a Jimmy Garoppolo who hasn't looked so sure-handed out there all season. You're going to add him probably instantly becomes your number one 1A receiver on that offense. So, you know, maybe him and, um, and Goodwin are, are, are comparable, but I think he becomes your number one instantly. So, um you know, good bump for them and maybe not such a good bump for, for Denver. Maybe not as much as people think. Yeah, and and Niners get exactly what they've been missing as a wide receiver. Pettis hasn't been able to do it. Debo has been hurt. Goodwin's hit or miss. Kittle's been off and on. So they finally get their star receiver to pair with a running game. So hopefully that helps. Denver side, like Craig said, it is kind of concerning with Sutton because we did see it last year. I'm hoping in the second year... Um, in the league and a different offense from last season, Deshaun can step up too, and you can't just focus on Sutton just by himself on that team. So um, I don't think it hurts him too much, but that's just a kind of wait-and-see thing. If anything, the first week or two, you're going to see a lot go to Deshaun Hamilton uh, where defenses are not reading in on him. It, they, if he does show up and produce the way that Sanders did for this offense, then things will start to even itself back out uh, secondary wise and scheme wise on defense, um, which I'm really, really hoping for. And I think that Hamilton can do that. I know Tom's a big believer in him. Yeah. I mean, we'll get on to Hamilton, um, in a couple podcasts as well. I have some thoughts on him, but what I'm most interested about is this is a San Francisco 49ers team that has, uh, run the ball 60% of the time. <clears throat> so either Emmanuel Sanders isn't going to get the volume that he got in Denver or those running backs aren't getting the volume that they got because Emmanuel Sanders is on the team now. So I think 
we're in to see the San Francisco 49ers have some sort of offensive shift. And I'm very interested to see how that plays out because you have a big time. Well, Matt Breida left the game early last week, which led to Tevin Coleman ended up getting about 20 uh, carries. But when Coleman came back and even the week before that, we saw a 50-50 split between those two. If volume starts getting taken away from that run game and goes towards the passing game, those running backs may not be, you may not be able to start both of them the way that you were before. Um, I mean, I think it's great for Jimmy G, but Emmanuel Sanders, if he's going to be on a team that only has to throw the ball 40% of the time, he might take some sort of a production hit. Um, so it, that that's going to be an interesting situation that, that plays out. A um, couple other uh, pieces of news of movement in the NFL. Uh, Muhammad Sanu was traded to the Patriots. I don't think any of us sit here thinking that's going to be much of a fantasy impact. I think Muhammad Sanu is going to take a little bit of time to get acclimated with um, the Patriot system. Um, one piece of one thing that it, I think we should all kind of talk about is what does this mean for Josh Gordon and what does this mean for Nikhil Harry? Because is Nikhil Harry on pace to come back? Because why would they sign a wide receiver if he wasn't? Or is Josh Gordon really that hurt? And and that's my thing with Sanu. So, Corey. Yeah, you, you hit both points there perfectly. Josh Gordon could very well be much more injured than we all thought he was initially. I think we kind of maybe thought he was going to miss a game for maintenance against the Jets, who we should steamroll anyways. Not a big deal. And now you see them bring Sanu in for a second rounder, which is a, a good you know chunk of draft capital for the Patriots. Um, does show they're kind of selling up for this year. They're ready to go for the Super Bowl again. Um, definitely gearing up to make that attack. But is that because they don't have a receiver behind Edelman and maybe even behind Dorsett? Dorsett's showed up this year for sure. But Gordon Suspect and Nikhil Harry hasn't played a down um, of meaningful time. So, again, he was the one that was projected to come back week nine. Uh, Sanu needs to learn the offense. He probably won't be up to speed by then. So it's probably going to come down to practice. If, if Nikhil looks positive in practice he's going to be competing directly with Sanu for those third string or third you know slot receiver type sets and again Harry's not really a guy who plays the slot that well Sanu has proven he can do it in the past inside with Calvin Ridley and Jones on the outside so he might have some more experience in that role but you've got Edelman still on the field so it's going to be very interesting to see where Sanu slots in on this offense and what he can provide yeah and I think it doesn't help Sanu or hurt Sanu I think he's going to have kind of the same numbers with the Falcons, it's kind of funny because if he does that, then everyone's going to say, oh, see, what a great fit. But he's still going to be that guy you pick up one week and drop the next week. For Gordon, I think it's definitely more serious. Tom uh, Corey already talked about that. So um, Harry, I think he's a few weeks away as well. Yep. All right. Um, and the next piece of news is Alf <laughs> Alfred Morris um, signed with the Cardinals. So Interesting, the Cardinals brought in, and we're sitting here going through some of our waivers and what the pickup should be. Alfred Morris came out of nowhere. Like, the Sanu trade came out of nowhere. There was no rumors about it. Alf gets signed out of nowhere. Jay Ajayi were, tried out with Arizona. Um, Spencer Ware tried out with Arizona. So, there's the Cardinals have some, some real issues with DJ's health. Um, and Craig, I know that's, that's one of the injuries that we're going to lead right into is David Johnson being questionable. So what do we do with David Johnson right now? Uh, well, I think that the thing to take away from the Alfred Moore signing is the David Johnson injury, not the lack of faith in Chase Edmonds. I think you can see on the field that Chase Edmonds is going to be the guy going forward. Um, I, not to say that he's going to take David Johnson's job, but I think that it's also something they can, as the Arizona Cardinals can lean on. Um, another running back other than David Johnson so that David Johnson can get healthy. Um, I think he should have missed this past week. I think he should have missed two weeks ago, but they didn't have the depth. And so with the back, the ankle injury, I think that he is going to uh, miss this week, maybe a little bit more time. Uh, I can't remember what Arizona's record is right now, but I know that they've been fairly okay of recent on offense so that they, they definitely have the ability to rest him up. Um, so definitely be concerned if you're an owner, I'm not saying go out and sign Alfred Morris in, in fantasy. Um, but you know, look, look to have something else on your roster in a running back perspective. Yeah. I think they're three, three and one right now. So they have some work as a team to move forward. Um, I don't know if anybody else has anything else to add. 
Uh, no, I mean, no. At, at best, Alfred Morris is a speculative ad at this point. You don't know what value he's going to bring. Um, I mean, toss, toss a buck or two at him if you really are hurting for running backs and see what he shows up and performs as. Um, he's always been a guy who's done well in uh, limited time, but... You know, this, this is going to be lock. a Chase it's, Edmonds show. Yeah, it, it should be all Chase Edmonds. Maybe they rest DJ for a week and you get some usage out of Al for a week. But besides that, he doesn't have any long-term value, at least in my mind right now. Unless unless something significant happens with David Johnson where they come and rule him out for multiple weeks, Alfred Morris doesn't have a ton of value and is at best a speculative ad. Yep. All right, next injury is uh, our dear friend, true friend, dear to our hearts, close to our hearts, on Johnson. Friend Same of the program. <laughs> was, wasn't uh, he a breakout player for he one of us? He is my breakout. breakout player. Your breakout Your breakout player. He was player. my breakout See, this player. is how much we love him because I think we both <laughs> yeah. we both agree. Yeah. He's, he's he, was, he was well, an early I'm glad season. you got him before me. So, um, <laughs> early season oh, TSF yeah, so, darling. I mean, we loved him. and it well, sucks. I mean, We he, loved him as a rookie year. He too. hit the yeah. IR and... It's a huge blow if you have him on your team. I have him on multiple teams, so yeah. that's a huge blow for me. But in reality, what has he done so far this year in fantasy? Not that much. He's RB26 um, per week average, so it's not like he's been great. He They try to give him the ball. They get rid of C.J. Anderson. He's a focal point, and their running game just hasn't done that well. It's You're still losing an RB2 for the entire season, so it's still a huge blow. Um, we'll talk about, you know, the running backs there on our wa- waiver article, but he hits the IR, could come back week 16, but, um, he's pretty much out the, the entire rest of the season. Yeah. He's, it, it's tough. And honestly, like, so we're midpoint of the season and this is kind of when I start to do my look back and I go, okay, what was I wrong on and where did I miss and, and how did I miss? And I, I'm looking and I'm like, okay, carry on Johnson for one is, is probably my biggest miss. And I'm sitting there like, is it him or is it the Lions? Like, it's just, I don't know if it's the Lions or if it's carry on right now. And you're right. I mean, he was RB 26. You're really not losing much with him going on the IR. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll talk about Ty Johnson and, and McKissick and everybody else. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get into uh, that in just about five more minutes. we got to get a few other injuries to go through. Thursday night's coming up. So, we're going to go over a few of those injuries. Uh, Adrian Peterson's in a walking boot. Uh, he's going to be out. When did you um, see he was in a walking boot? So was, um, part was, of uh, Pro Football Doc's website had him in a walking boot. Um, for whatever reason, this guy gets a lot of information that a lot of others don't. So he has a what's called a high ankle injury and a low ankle injury. So uh, there's a lot going on there. They cancel each other out. So it's, yeah. He's so be fun. he's he's got t- he's <laughs> two different injuries. So he's. That's not going to play. <laughs> uh, Chris Thompson, the other running back there, is uh, still dealing with the turf toe, so he's likely out as well. He has not practiced, and the Thursday night games have to release a um, injury report on Monday, and he wasn't listed as a participant, even though it's usually a walkthrough. Um, so he's most likely not going to practice. He's not going to play. And then the one on the other side is Adam Thielen. Uh, he had left... The last game, I believe it was either the end of the first quarter or beginning of the second, where it was a hamstring injury that seemed to be, you know, it was off of a pretty big touchdown and, you know, kind of hurts because I feel like I know a lot of us have Adam Thielen um, and, you know, with him going out so early, it really, really stunk. He had a pretty good couple of weeks going into this past game. Um, Not sure what his status is yet of Thursday. Someone said that it might be possible that he plays. Um, but it's a Thursday game, so you really can't think too too much of it. Yeah, I mean the upside for him was that he got hurt early on in the game, but you saw him palling around on the sidelines, having fun with his team, laughing, smiling, joking around, moving pretty well with no noticeable limp or anything. So small silver lining, there is probably a chance he goes, but we'll see. Yeah, it's Thursday. It's tough for all three yeah. for AP, Tris Thompson, Dylan. They could be fine, but too short. Yeah. notice brutal turnaround um you want to burn through the rest of them real quick we've got just guys that got hurt over the weekend that you should be aware of that you should be tracking all week um and one upgrade i suppose sammy Watkins has been nursing an injury for a couple weeks now he just got upgraded yesterday uh as to a day-to-day condition so his status is probably trending in the right direction but he may still sit out and again you're always worried about sammy playing one or two downs and then burning you sitting the rest of the game um you know you guys want to add anything to that 
All right. Nope. Cool. Delaney Walker uh, hurt early on in the game, did not return in the second half, and John New Smith showed up, so maybe let him heal up a little bit. You got Will Fuller, grabbed a hamstring injury. He's going to miss multiple weeks. A guy with a history, a long history of leg injuries. So you hate to see that happen. He was starting to come back and have a solid year. Yeah, was it what, three weeks ago he had that 47-point week, and it's like, oh, here's Will Fuller again. As long as he can stay healthy, he's going to be he's gonna be great. But and then Tom the, said, so high, so high. Yeah, that's the biggest <laughs> asterisk on any player probably at this point, like if he can stay healthy, and Will Fuller has struggled Year in and year so. out. This is third year in a row now. Yep. And this is, they said, multiple weeks. I wouldn't be surprised with his injury history. Not to, you know, make a bold prediction, you know, happen – you know, just just from just talking about it, but I, I would be very cautious with with thinking that Fuller would return. You know, anytime soon. I think you're looking at when I say multiple weeks, it's possible with his injury history. You're talking four to six weeks. I mean, they do have Kenny Stills now. Right, is healthy. They're both tight ends. I think they have three tight ends. Kenny that Stills are... is such a perfect fit. Yes, for the, and that's why Fuller they're out rushing back because if they're a playoff team, there's no point. Yep, definitely. Yeah, and then we got uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, he had an ankle. He didn't end up coming back. Um, they were, I mean, they were getting toyed around with, so I mean, there was no point. Um, and Ito Smith uh, ended up with a concussion in a neck injury, and he was carted off. So that I wasn't aware of. I know Devontae Freeman got ejected, right? And yep. then Ito Smith went down. So, um, so just a couple things to note there. Um, head on right into our waiver segment. So, you know, tilting Tuesday, a lot of people sit here and say, okay, you know, um, who, who's the guys that I want to pick up who aren't. And we really came up with a collection of 13 this week. We had an odd number just because of the who did trade. Four? Uh, I did. I ended up with Deshaun. I was, I was so, uh, yeah, I was well, selfish we had, on we that added one. Him in, on, on the last part, last end. So, um, so yeah, so we'll just real quick walk through some of our, um, our waiver pickups. Um, we're going to go from, uh, I guess our more, our higher priority pickups are the, the guys that we're going to be spending more money on. Um, so Ty Johnson's going Settle to be the in first for this one. Debate. Yeah. Go, go, go and take this one off. Yeah. Get your popcorn for this one. In, in my <laughs> personal opinion, cause I, I don't know who wrote up on Ty Johnson. Uh, that would be me. All right. So you can, you can start. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it at the top of the podcast here. Injury to carry on Johnson puts him out of the game. Ty Johnson came in. Um, he's the guy to watch going forward. He was the primary beneficiary of all the early down work. It seems like he can even kind of get involved out of the passing uh, or get involved in the passing attack. Uh, talented rookie. The Lions seem to like him. And again, appears to be the favorite over J.D. McKissick, at least at this point. Um Right now, he's getting a favorable fab uh, payout from us. I mean, I, I even had him lower than you guys, and he was the guy I wrote up on. But we're going to have a debate about Ty Johnson. We'll go so around this is, because this, this is, is, is going to be the biggest impactful right, so we'll, fantasy we'll, piece. So we'll save the fab. Gets hurt in the first play. We'll save the fab for the <laughs> yeah. end there, and uh, we'll all go through our opinions first. Well, so <laughs> this was the one that we had noticed, me and Scotty, right away, was this is the one that me we were— Craig are, we pretty much had the same argument, so we'll we'll um. Well, no, I'm just saying we had the. This is the biggest difference of opinion I think that as Top Shelf has had on a specific player on any waiver uh, fab bid because we all put our own, we all get an average, we all try and figure out what's the best to advise to everyone, and I have him high. I have him in the 25 percent to 30 percent area. I know Scott, you have him between 20 and 25. Yep. And then Tom <laughs> has been up and down all day on what he wants to spend on on Ty Johnson. So there's a lot of uh, concern and confusion on what Detroit is going to do with Carry On out. Um, I'll say my piece, and then you guys can rip it if you want. But Ty Johnson is someone who in the Big Ten oh God was <laughs> here we go. Was had seven yards per carry, which is really good as against a Big Ten um, league that has a lot more uh, better defenses than there are offenses. And he's someone that had you know not overwhelming carrying numbers, but or as far as you know attempts and stuff. But he was able to do a lot with it. He does some work in the passing game. You saw this year. He has around 
Um, I think it's nine targets. He's the first one that was in when Carrion got hurt all season long. He's been the primary backup when Carrion needs a breath. He's the one in. J.D. McKissick does get in some work, um, but there's alternate opinions here on if McKissick should be the guy that you take rather than Ty Johnson. So that's my piece. I guess I'll go since I'm kind of the same with Craig. Um, didn't really look too much into the Big Ten, the carries, the defenses. And I, the I had to go deep. College I had players to. He played against, what, you know, what have you. But my biggest thing is opportunities, King. We've said that plenty of times. He's going to be the lead back going forward in, in Detroit. Uh, he should be getting the ball 10 to 15 times a game. McKissick's there, but I don't think he's that great of a player. He's did, he did nothing in Seattle, and they've given every opportunity they could. So... At this point, I would spend between 20 to 25% of your fab on this player. Um, I mean, who knows? He could come up next week and be nothing. They could sign someone else. But you don't want to miss that one player to get midseason in fantasy that can win you the entire league. And that's my biggest take. Yeah. You want me to jump in real quick? Yeah, um, go for it. Yeah, so... And here's my thing. This is this is the the this is that pickup right now that is going to make or break you, right? Like you pick up Ty Johnson and Ty Johnson is the guy, then you could very easily win your league, right? Like you got bailed out of having a bad draft and you just grabbed an RB1. You could also screw your league up. You could drop the 25 to 30% of your fab budget on Ty Johnson and then they go and sign a veteran or and then you're screwed. So there is, there's, and, and this, this is why we need to have this discussion is because everybody's having this discussion in their own head. Like I was having it all day. I'm sitting here and I go, okay, carry on Johnson's down. They got this guy, Ty, Ty Johnson. They got JD McKissick. They dropped uh, Theo Riddick, went with JD McKissick. He's kind of that passing down, third down guy. He's got a little bit of work. Now you got this guy, Ty Johnson, coming in. He didn't have a great stat line. We're all literally sitting here watching every one of Ty Johnson's runs. I go, oh, there's nothing special about that. Like, I'll take the the three-and-a-half-yard carry uh, C.J. Anderson veteran over Ty Johnson. I think the 18 to $22 fab bid is, is where I'm comfortable with. But this is, again, this is, if if Ty Johnson's your guy, he's not personally mine, but if he's your guy, you're going to have to spend up for him. For me, Ty Johnson's not the guy that I want to go and blow my budget on, uh, but I think that he can still be had in some leagues. Um, and, and Scotty and I talk about this all the time. You have to put fab bids on guys like this. It doesn't matter if you're going to put $30 on it or two bucks on it, you cannot let a guy like Ty Johnson clear waivers completely free. Like you should have a droppable player to toss a dollar on Ty Johnson. If nobody else bids, you get Ty Johnson very cheaply. Yeah. And I agree with a lot of the points that you're making, especially, you know, when it comes to the risk, but let me just recap. So everybody knows where I stand. Craig's at 26. Tom's anywhere from 18 to 20. Scotty's at 20 to 25. I'm at eight. I know I'm considerably lower than you guys, and this is the guy I dove in into the waiver article to write up. I want him, but I don't want to overspend for him and get burned. There are still plenty of guys out there, including J.D. McKissick, who's on the roster, who could take over that primary back duty if Ty Johnson goes out and fumbles twice. You know, stuff that can happen easily. Or he can't pass block. He can't pass block. I haven't seen him pick up a block yet. Um, Then on top of that, we have the guys that are floating out there that just... uh, J.J., the Spencer Wares that didn't that get just, signed. Yeah, that just worked out with another team. C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson. Yep. Zach Zenner, we Zach, talked about. Yeah, Zach Zenner was perfect. Zach right? Zenner, who knows this offense and can slide in today, ready to play. Let's go. Just got cut by the Saints. He's in football shape. You know, there are plenty of guys out there. Like Tom said, you don't want to let this guy pass you by without putting a bid out, but I'm considerably lower because I'm not blowing a huge percentage of my fab budget on a guy that I've seen play half of one game. So yeah. I, I absolutely uh agree that it is definitely risky um however we're talking about uh possible players that are not signed jhi being someone that i feel should have a running back uh job in the nfl right now and yet he's gone and visited a few teams or at least his agent has gone out saying hey you know he's ready to play and he's not on a team so we're talking about players that haven't been signed and that's the probability of them being signed um 
is a lot less than me knowing that Ty Johnson is going to have the job week, you know, eight this week. So that's why I have it as a high bid because as, as it constitutes right now, he has the starting job. That's what I'm going to go in on. I'm going to pay up for a running back. We always talk about paying up for running back. It's week eight. When does this happen? Guys on an IR spot. Even if someone else comes in, Ty Johnson's going to get work. You may have blown some of your fab budget, but at this point, week eight, if you have it, really who else are you going to pay for later on? And and one thing to caveat this entire discussion with is if you were the carry on Johnson owner, you can go to like 30, 35. Like if sure. you if you were out of a running back who started and you have nobody else to play, you can go higher than this and it makes perfect sense. Even even from my eight, I would understand if you had carry on and you need a running back and you had no you now have nobody, much higher is fine. But again, and, that's and a specific also, situation. And also the David Johnson owner is freaking out right now too. Yeah, if you if you are freaking out about your starting running back and you need to replace them, sure. But if this is a guy that you're going to stash on your bench and you're going to play him behind a Kamara and a Dalvin Cook that you already have for some reason, how's he worth it? You know, I mean, yeah, you oh, don't get oh, cute yeah, with you this don't, pickup. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing with Wayne Gallman. It all depends Gallman what you need and what you have. It's, it's you not a must-have need on it, like player. Tom says. Toss a buck on him, you probably won't get him. But Godfrey, you do. Cool, he's yeah. your bench guy for a buck. Also, he's on on this article. But if Chase. Edmonds is still out there. He's only what forty nine percent owned. Yeah, I think was, you would take yes. him over Ty Johnson. I think we would all take Are we him all? Over? Yes. You should. Yeah. Yes, he should be owned. And listen, we talked about Chase Edmonds, so he's not in this waiver list because we've advised you to go and pick Chase Edmonds up two podcasts ago. We had a whole discussion about handcuffs, and then Chase Edmonds came out and had the game that he had. Chase Edmonds, as far as we're concerned, should be on roster, so you will not see him in this waiver list. But if he's out there. That's your primary bid. Thirty plus dollars on that guy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and and like Craig said, these guys, these type of players don't come around, right? So you're you're with Ty Johnson. You're betting is Ty Johnson the guy, or is he not the guy? With Chase Edmonds, you're betting is Chase Edmonds the guy, or are they going to bring somebody else in like Alf? And is Alf going to take the take the the bid? We're here to give you that advice. Or We're when split on Ty DJ's Johnson. DJ's back. Chase is still getting fourteen to sixteen fantasy. <clears throat> points again yeah, so, so that's worse that's very worse, he's a flex option very right. important to point out is that chase Edmund was getting points even with David safe Johnson floor safe floor and yep for sure um all right so we're moving over to our second pick um i i made fun of this player for years um and it's it's really not because, because of the you quarterback hate the player it's because you hate the situation you hate the quarterback yeah exactly um it's Corey davis um Corey davis it feels like he's been in the league forever, but he's 24 years old. I think he turned 25 this year. He's 6'3", 209. Those are, those are legit sizes in age to be an NFL wide receiver. But his entire career has been tied to Marcus Mariota. I'm literally listening to another podcast today, and they're saying, yeah, well, Corey Davis has been in the league. You really don't want to pick him up. You want to pick up A.J. Brown. I'm like, Corey Davis' entire career has been tied to Marcus Mariota. He came into the league with freaking... Godwin. <laughs> this is his third year, right? Mm-hmm. I actually did not know he was this young. I think a lot of people have probably thought that he's been a lot older because it's been said, oh, Corey Davis is going to be good year one, year two, oh, eight, no, just he need a little time, year three, okay, all right, maybe this is the year he has to prove it. Now it's it's year four, and that's it, when people were sold. I mean, I we're, we're, this is year three. This is year three? Yeah. Well, either way, now that Mario... We all are in agreement on this one. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's a, he really is a guy that you have to prioritize as a pickup. Um, I went pretty in depth on, on our articles, so I don't want to reiterate too many facts, but the, the biggest thing with Corey Davis is Corey Davis has been tied to Marcus Mariota for the last three years of his NFL career. He now has Tannehill. Honestly, I know it sounds weird, but Tannehill in the last three years has been okay. He's been hurt multiple times, so he doesn't have a huge sample size to look at, but Jarvis Landry was a thing. We were talking about Devontae Parker had 700 yards at one point. He supported three wide receivers over 750 yards in 2016. Tannehill can be a good quarterback to support multiple fantasy-relevant wide receivers. If I have to pick one, it's Corey Davis. Um, A.J. Brown's another guy to look at. But Corey Davis' size, the way that Corey Davis plays, he's just big. And not to mention, 
Uh, Delaney Walker might be hurt, and Corey Davis with that big body is going to be a red zone target. His TD was in the middle of traffic. It was it was a beautiful throw by Tannehill and a beautiful catch by by Corey Davis. Yeah, I don't know if anybody else has anything else they want to add to this. I, I just want to add to the Tannehill thing is uh, his coach in Miami was Adam Gase, and we all just watched Monday Night Football and what Adam Gase is doing to Sam Darnold. So. Um, you mean he, the New England Patriots did the same title? Well, well, I don't know. Adam Adam Gase has not been doing too well over in New York, so I just want to you know point that out that Tannehill also may have been tied to some bad coaching as Corey Davis was tied to bad quarterback play. So now with maybe a better quarterback, Corey Davis could could definitely get a a, a bigger bigger bump. Yeah, I just want to chime in real quick. Uh, Corey Davis was my wide receiver start of the week last I week. Just, I was <laughs> just going to praise you, too. I was, I was, I was, I was waiting to. for Corey to be like, yeah, yeah, no, no, I want to pat myself on the no, back. Don't worry. I will always toot my own horn. Um, oh, yeah. you, you have to. I mean, this is a guy. It, is, this is Corey stardom. So here's a guy that's, that's barely on any team. And Corey could probably pick this guy as a sleeper. Because yeah, yeah, he was like 40% hey, owned. I he, he goes out and says, start Corey Davis, sit Lev Bell. Holy crap. Was he right? <laughs> I remember listening back because I wasn't here for it. And I remember listening back and you guys were saying, oh, if this if this actually hits, we owe you a beer or something like that. Where I we can't were like, hey, what it was. Said, yeah. said, I remember listening <laughs> back. <laughs> this is a good reenactment of it, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was just stupid. We were, we were deep in there. Gary Davis, man. Um, so sorry about last week's uh, <laughs> podcast. A lot of IPAs before and afterwards. So, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean... We, we mentioned all the points last week. We'll mention it again, or I'll mention it again here. Tannehill is a big bump for the whole offense. Corey Davis specifically. If he's not owned in your league now, go get him. That offense is looking to, to trend in the right direction. A.J. Brown as well. Delaney Walker's hurt. Take a look at um, Jonu Smith additionally. The whole offense gets a bump. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and real quick on Jonu, because I know you mentioned him last week. He was on the field a lot. Yep. Um, so he's, he's another one to look at. Our fab suggested bit is about... $14. You can even go up a bit, up to 18 I, I, I feel like 18 is okay with the Corey Davis type of, of signing. We're all relatively very close with Corey Davis. Um, I've got, I got Good three friends. in a Good row friends. here. Go um, for it. All right, so Kenny Stills is our next one. I, I really don't have much to say about Kenny Stills other than um, Craig, and Craig hit this, Kenny Stills is the perfect fit for Deshaun Watson. He's the perfect replacement for... Will Fuller, Will Fuller's hurt. I'll let you guys go ahead and, and talk about Kenny. Yeah, he just does the same thing that Will Fuller does, and he burns, and he actually does a little bit more than Fuller, and he also is a much better route runner. Um, Fuller, time in and time ago, uh, again, uh, has gone deep. You've seen the touchdown-to-catch ratio is just absurd with Fuller, and so Stills is, is definitely going to be able to slide right in uh, be able to do what um, Fuller, you know, did. There's really not much more than I even have to add to that. Yeah. Nope. I'm good. Same. Tom. Cool. All right. So we'll we'll talk about I guess my third guy. Um, I got one more on here. I'll go ahead and crack another beer. But we got Deshaun Hamilton. Dicky, this one's for you. Number seventeens. Um, Deshaun, I, I've been a big Deshaun Hamilton fan, um, since he came out of Penn state, I know Penn state's Craig's favorite college to go ahead and watch. Um, you want to talk about what Deshaun Hamilton's opportunity is, um, Stop is, laughing is, over is Penn there. state in the big 10? I have no idea. <laughs> they but, are, they yeah. are in the big 10. Um, I, I just know he's a Penn State. No, guy. I know what they're laughing about. Yeah. They're laughing about Sandusky. Yes. Yeah. Craig's been a big Sandusky guy. No, life. no, no, no. It was more a lot of sleepovers with him. Oh, come on, guys. You know, it's going to take a long time to get uh, any sort of minimal reputation I had back. Yeah. Um, we're, we'll, let's keep talking about uh, Deshaun. Um, there's a lot about Deshaun and what his opportunity is. Um, he came out, out snapped. Out in he out snapped Cortland Sutton. He out he got more targets than Cortland Sutton in the four games that uh, Sanders in the four weeks that Sanders missed. So Sanders last year missed week thirteen to sixteen, and Deshaun Hamilton out snapped and out targeted uh, Cortland Sutton. I think Deshaun is in for a huge um, opportunity. This is a guy that likely everybody's going to be talking about next week. 
Um, we have a $7 fab bid on him. I think you could probably even get him for cheaper than that. Uh, but I think he's worth a $7 fab bid. And if he explodes this week, you're going to be kicking yourself you didn't go out and get him. Yeah, he's definitely the guy that you will see more in next week's waiver wire when we talked about Emmanuel Sanders being traded and Deshaun Hamilton being someone that needs to step up so that Cortland Sutton is not double teamed. Um, again, for the first two weeks, I absolutely see the double team happening for Sutton and Hamilton having to uh, you know pick up a lot more of the work. Um, yeah, sure, he's tied to Flacco, but somehow Flacco was able to support Sanders this year and Sutton. So it's it's something that I think that you'll be able to see uh, right away next week, and Hamilton you know, will be more talked about next week. So this is preemptive. And just real quick, I just realized I didn't even read off the beer that I just cracked. It's uh, Kings County Brewers Collective Sig- Scissor Kick IPA. It's actually not Sounds bad. cool. Wow. I thought it was, it's, it's, I thought it's it was number the can. 17. It's, it's not a bad can. <laughs> <laughs> they spent a lot on that can, I'll tell you. <laughs> so the next guy that we're going to talk about is another wide receiver. Uh, we don't have to spend too much time on it because we already it's talked about uh, Will Fuller being hurt. Stills and Kiki QT are going to be getting the work. Kiki QT is the next guy that we're going to talk about. Our fab bid is $5. Um, all the same points we talked about with Stills are going to be for QT. Um, again, Fuller's out for a long time, but I just want to read this one stat line that in the three games uh, last year that Kiki QT started, he averaged 15.6 fantasy points and half point scoring, and two of those games without Will Fuller. Uh, so he's definitely someone that will be able to step up. Uh, he is going to get more of the slot opportunity than Stills, than obviously Hopkins You know, does everything else, but... Uh, there is a role for QT with Fuller out, and I think that he's definitely someone that you can look at and possibly move into your flex. Yeah, and you've seen in the past he has a good rapport already with Deshaun Watson, so that should be a seamless transition, whereas Kenny Stills, they've you know probably had some good practice reps together, but I haven't seen a ton of on-field product. I think he's going to be fine, don't get me wrong, but Q, uh, QT, when Watson gets in a little bit of trouble, when he's making those plays outside the pocket, he might be scrambling, looking for a target, him and QT are on the same page. Um, I think you see a good good production from both QT and skill in and Stills. But just want to mention that real quick. Nothing to add here. I'm good. All right. Who we got next? You. Oh, all right. Cool. We're going into oh the other Lions running back here, uh, <laughs> JD McKissick. Um, all the same points that we made for Ty Johnson. Make them for McKissick the same way. I know Scotty said he's not such a talented runner, but he has produced a little bit in very, very limited action. You've seen him take one carry a game and go for 40 yards or you know two carries and make it into 35 and catch a few balls out of the backfield. All he stands to do with Kerryon Johnson going down is see his role increase. He's probably going to be on the field on third downs. Like I said in the Ty Johnson uh, segment, if Ty Johnson goes out and fumbles the ball a couple times, McKissick's going to see every single carry for the rest of the game. I mean, that's just the way it, way it is. Matt is not going to tolerate fumbling. He's from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. He'll sit him down real quick. You're one or two bad plays away from McKissick being the number one premier back in, in that backfield as it stands right now. We still have the looming threats of who they might sign externally, but right now in PPR or even half-point PPR, McKissick has, or McKissick has additional value. It's it's McKissick. I think McKissick sounds better. <laughs> um, I think and he should consider a change. <laughs> should change in pronunciation. Just remind everybody of a guy named Theo Riddick. This could be him. Uh, Craig tells me that he doesn't catch balls, but I don't know. He looks like a guy who catches balls. So I mean, my sleeper stats say the say otherwise. Oh, I didn't say that McKissick didn't catch balls. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. So Tom's anyway. Just, this could be. I was, a I was saying was that Ty Johnson point. also catches balls. Oh, what true. I was no, that is true. So um, you get but this guy for a lot cheaper than you can get. You can Ty absolutely. Johnson. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. This is this is the one that you put that dollar on and go. Oh yeah. You do not let him go on because no, no, of no. anyone that can usurp. Ty Johnson, it is McKissick. So, so I had Ty Johnson at eight. I have McKissick at six. We settled at a FAB or FAB of all of us averaged at five. My logic being, if I miss out on Ty Johnson for eight, big whoop, I'll take McKissick at six, where you probably likely grab him. Right. You know, yeah. I'm happy to take the backup because I think that he, he might could, not even be a backup. And that's exactly that's what it boils yeah. down to. Most definitely. And so again. L- Jumping off of the Corey Davis talk. Um, it's a lot of Titans. 
Uh, Ryan Tannehill is the one that we're going to highlight on this fab bid of $3. Reason being three is that it is Tannehill. A lot of people have a negative view on him. It is the Tennessee Titans. Same thing, negative view. However, 79% of his passes were completed this past week against a number five passing defense. That is a stat that you need to know. And he threw over 300 yards, two touchdowns, one pick number five passing defense. That is just something that I could say over and over again. You need to understand that this could be, and I've seen, you know, a few other um, larger, more involved uh, reporters and, you know, people in the NFL that have said that this could be the resurgence of Tannehill's career um, in Tennessee. So it, it's definitely something that you need to, to, to pay attention to. So that's, that's the, you know, $3 is, is what I think you can get Tannehill for. I don't think you have to spend up for him. But I think that this is someone that you should absolutely be looking at in the in the waivers. Um, you know, if you if you have quarterback situations going on in bye weeks and things like that, they got Tampa Bay this week, so that's definitely one uh, you know matchup that you really want to look at anyway. Um, real quick, two QB league because quarterbacks are like starting running backs; they come around very infrequently. How much would you put on Tannehill? Fourteen. Right. I think yeah, I, I think going to say ten. So right, I guess so, right. Around that so this is this is a personal question. I know Tom has quarterback problems in his two quarterbacks. Uh, he's already owned. In our <laughs> oh, that's that's sad. Dickie does. Dick, yeah. yeah, yeah. Our buddy yeah. Dickie has Ryan Tannehill. I drafted Andrew Luck and Cam Newton. So <laughs> hey, stops. Not about you, okay? That's <laughs> right. Well. About Dickie. <laughs> There's people out there that are hurting like me. Okay, and if Ryan Tannehill's available in your two QB league. You should spend up for it, even in one QB league. I mean, he's he's worth. We we haven't gotten to bye week hell yet. It sounds like that's that's week ten. That's week ten. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, and if you're trending, if you're trotting out like a Jimmy Garoppolo every week, and Ryan Tannehill's available, pick him up and start Ryan Tannehill and drop Jimmy Garoppolo. Eh, I'm, nah, not, I'm, I'm not I'm there just yet. Kidding. Right, you just you kidding. definitely yeah, start yeah, yeah. Tannehill over Baker this week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, We're gonna see another four this one down. Is it Scotty? Scotty is this you one Oh, yeah, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Sanu, we kind of talked about before. Um, he goes to the Patriots. Like I said, I, I don't see a huge upgrade on, in him. I think he's owned in over 50% of leagues, if I'm not mistaken. But I know in a few of our leagues, he was dropped. I think Tom just dropped him like an hour before the news came out yeah, today. I, listen, I will tweet any player I drop or trade because just yeah. something good happens. <laughs> like I said, I mean... We don't know Gordon's um, injury status. Harry, I think, is a few weeks away. So he's a guy I think you can get for three bucks now. He might go for over 10 bucks, but I'm telling you not to bid that much on him at all because he's not worth that. Three bucks, I think it, it's a safe ground. If you get him, he does well. Good for you. If not, easy drop. Yeah, he could be kind of this guy that gets picked up and then two weeks go by. They realize that he's not getting a lot of work, and then he gets dropped, and you can pick him up for nothing. Right. Yeah, and you don't want to be taking – you don't want to put $14 down and be like, oh, I really could have taken another $13 and put it towards And then he's sitting on your bench, and you're else, like, right? I can't use him. Right. <laughs> I can't, don't want to start him. You spent $14 on a guy, you can't drop him. I think this next one's yours, too. Yeah, it is. So um, I can't wait to hear you pronounce this. Alebusi. No, it's – Is uh, that correct? <laughs> no, no, of course not. <laughs> no. Alebusi. It's a uh, – Alabisi Johnson and um, Vikings wide receiver. So it all depends the status of Adam Thielen. We said he plays on Thursday, so we believe he does not play. Last week, Johnson uh, had four receptions for 40 yards, and he got a touchdown. Um, I think he was a dart throw of mine three weeks ago when I actually hit because he had like a catch for two yards. I think that won it for me. <laughs> so, uh, it was a tough week. So I it, it, it all it takes to win a dart throw. It really does. And we'll go over those uh, later on too. But um, So the, they play the Redskins this week. He was going to be the second wide receiver behind Diggs there. They're facing a horrible defense. If there's a if you need a guy for a bye week, I think he's going to have a lot of production. Uh, he'll at least be on the field for probably over 70% of the snaps. So if you're hurting, pick a, this guy for a buck or two, and you can easily start him this week. But that's if Thielen is out. If Thielen plays for some reason, then, yeah, you can't start him. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be tough either way because I'm not sure 
in my personal take, whether or not I really want to play a guy on Thursday that is filling in. So uh, it's it's tough it's tough, but that's why you put in a low bid on someone like this. Um, you know, there's there's going to be other people that 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 try and do a lot, especially the Thielen owner. Um, so I'm going to go into Dallas Goddard is the tight end that I was highlighting this week. Um, if anyone's followed our start and sit on tight ends, I have not done very well. Um, so, so don't pick up Dallas. Goddard. So it's not, it's not. <laughs> so I think that I've, I've looked at players that you, you should, um, try and be preemptive about, uh, that's what Dallas Goddard is right now. And the reason why is because in the first five weeks, he saw 11 targets. And in the last two weeks, he saw 12. So he's doubled his work in the last two weeks. And he's gone over 45 yards in both of those games. Um, Don't want to reiterate the exact same sentences on our waiver article. Go check that out. Uh, But But what did he do last week, Craig? He had a good old 69 yards. And a touchdown. And it's just with the injuries, injuries that Philadelphia had weeks, you know, two through four in their receiving game, Goddard wasn't really involved. So you're like, oh, well, are they ever going to use him? But now with, you know, a little bit more health, uh, I know Deshaun Jackson's still out, but Goddard is now being used uh, because they they know that they can actually rely on him. This is a team that had Zach Ertz and Trey Burton work out three years ago. So Goddard could definitely be someone that that can get you some fantasy points if you're a terrible tight end fantasy player like me. He could throw one, too, the Philly special. (laughs) Was that Goddard? No, it was no, that was Burton. Burton. Yeah, that was Burton. So we, like I played in through. I put two dollars on. So, all right. I guess I'll go to mine. Is uh, Kareem Hunt? He should be back at practice this week. Um, there's a lot worse guys you can own than him. He's been one of the best running backs in fantasy in the last two seasons. I think top three, if I'm not mistaken. So there's no reason the Browns are not going to use him. And, I mean, who knows? There could be a case he could even be traded. But for one buck, if he's still still out there, you can get him this week before it's too late. Because the week he comes back, his bid is going to be over 10 to 20 bucks just because of the name he's going to be playing. Especially if you have Nick Chubb. Like we talked about last week, this is the time to get your handcuffs. And he's the handcuffed to Nick Chubb. And if there's a good handcuff in the league, it's probably Kareem Hunt. He's probably the best handcuff to own in the entire league. So... If he's out there, if you can fit him, if you are a Chubb owner, get him now. Yeah, and so I just, real quick on Kareem Hunt, it's 6-0, and 5-1, and 4-2 type of teams that have the bench to go and get a guy like Kareem Hunt. If you're scraping for a win, if you're 0-6, 1-and-what, I mean, if, if you're not 500, you can't fit Kareem Hunt on your team. Like, you have to be going after other guys. And like Scotty said, he is the most talented handcuff, quote-unquote, type of player. Um, but it, it, it's tough to fit a guy like Kareem Hunt. Yeah, and, and one caveat to that is, depending on how your league does keepers, if you are in a keeper league, if you can snag him and stash him at 0-6 and, and keep him from next year, I don't know that he's going to be in Cleveland long-term. Yeah, yeah. So it might be worth it at that point. But aside from that, like Tom's saying, if you are – Trying to win this year, Kareem Hunt might not be your guy if you're scraping week in, week out. If you can stash him and see what happens as a 6-0, 5-1, 4-2 team, sure. But you're not going to play him until he shows up and produces. So even if he goes active week 10, the chances he's in your lineup are low. If he's does great, chances he's in your week 11 lineup are still pretty low. <laughs> well, or, or 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 Chubb gets hurt. I mean, and that's yeah, that's, that's the thing. This is that's your if, big. One. If you take Kareem Hunt now, and that's this is what we're saying. In a couple of weeks, when he's active and on the field, you you pretty much lost your shot at getting Kareem Hunt for cheap. But if you're six and zero, five and one, four and two, you have the bench spot for him. Oh wait, well it would be seven and zero or whatever. Whatever, whatever your record is, if you're in the upper echelon of your league and you can stash a Kareem Hunt. You can not only, one, take a player away from your opponents that, if Chubb gets hurt, could be a league winner, but you got him extremely cheaply. You've already got a great record, and you can just hold him on your bench. So that was the thing that I I didn't want teams that are 
below 500 saying, hey, let me go and get Kareem Hunt because honestly, if you're below 500, you need players that can play. Kareem yeah. Hunt's not playing for a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, exactly. This is a get him, hold him, and you're, you're, you're probably going to enjoy what you get at the end of the year. If you're the uh, five below 500 team, do you want Kareem Hunt or J.D. McKissick? McKissick. McKissick. Yep. Uh, if you're below 500, you can't have Kareem Hunt because he's not playing for two weeks. That's, Just I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that, that's yeah, my whole thing, right? Just clearing it up. Um, Deontay Johnson is our next that's pickup. This is uh, <laughs> this is my pickup. Um, I don't know that anybody else was on Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson really has worked as the wide receiver too uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers over the last three weeks. Him and Rudolph have a rapport. He plays Miami. Um, we're going to be talking about Deontay Johnson next week, I feel like. So go and spend a dollar on him now. Enjoy the week. And, and, and we'll be talking about him next week probably at a higher amount. Corey is leaving to go and grab another beer. Well, the the players right, that you he, want to talk about Deontay, um, G, uh, Deontay Johnson. Well, I, I I do like the player. He's definitely logged more time over James Washington this year. It's just all tied to Mason Rudolph and uh, Higgins or Hivens, Givens, whatever his name is. James Washington. Nope, the quarterback. Yeah, it's irrelevant. Uh, Deontay John. I mean, Rudolph's coming back, and and that's and that's that's the the biggest piece here is oh, that Rudolph and he Deontay got cleared, Johnson. Right? Yeah, he's been yeah. cleared. All right, well, uh, and it, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's Hodges that you're looking for. Yeah, Hudgens, yeah. Higgins. I'm saying Hudgens. he was tied. It was tied to him. We're, that's why he wasn't doing well. We're gonna go Christ. right into Corey's last pickup, and this is wrong on the website right now, but we'll we'll likely correct it. But I know where you're going with this, and I think the point is still important to be made. Yeah, and uh, just to start off there, I cracked into a new beer called a Cloud Candy uh, from Mighty Squirrel Brewing. Scott also cracked in. Yeah, uh, it's from Bent Water Brewing in Lynn, Mass. I've had this beer before. It's pretty good. It's uh, their American Ale Pearl. And uh, back to football here. The last couple guys we have on the on the waiver pickups of the week were kind of speculative at Jay Ajayi and uh, Spencer Ware. Both guys worked out for the Cardinals. It seems like the Cardinals have gone in a different direction. However, I think these people are still valid to keep your eye on especially with the issues in the Detroit backfield specifically. There are other issues around the league, but right now these guys are at best speculative ads. You've got, well, I originally was going to talk about David Johnson's injury, but let's just flip that to carry on Johnson. I guess it's a run into the Johnson family. <laughs> what <No>. are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but um, these guys are important to keep an eye on in case they get signed. They are veterans. They can slot in quickly. They can pick up offenses easily enough they both pass block which is the reason veterans get signed i would even add to these guys zach zenner he's an important one for the for the um lions there so at most you're gonna look at like a one maybe two dollar bid tops you might even be able to pick these guys up as free agents just for free if you wait long enough and keep your eye on it if you're doing a continuous continuous waiver type league you know keep your eyes peeled but yeah these are not these are not world beaters at this point. Yeah, and in this is another you're 5 and all, you're you're, you're six, 7 and all, whatever your record is, you're in the upper echelon of your league. These are players that should be on. I mean, Craig hit it. Jay, there's no reason for JHI to be a free agent right now when Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber are the starting running backs for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, with his body of work, you think that he has earned a starting spot in the league or at least a, a role on a team. Absolutely. I mean, it it, it just it's it's surprising that these are the guys that are free agents. I mean, even C.J. Anderson. So if you're at this point in your league and you have a lot of wins, you've got six, seven bench spots deep. I mean, we we all play in leagues really where you have five bench spots. So it's very very hard for us to go and get guys and sit on them for weeks, um, especially with bye weeks coming up. But if you have that ability to do it and you can toss a dollar out there, I mean, listen, when you have a fab bidding system, you don't have to toss a dollar out there, right? We suggest that you always toss something out. We all also play in a dynasty league that has salary caps, so we're all kind of trained to just make sure we're tossing at least a dollar on a player. Um, you can likely get them for free for a dollar for two bucks. You can sit on them. And again, these guys don't pop up that often. And if you hit on one of them, that's a league winner for you. So um, I, I think JJ Spencer Ware, uh, CJ Anderson, all of these types of players who are starting to try out for teams are incredibly important to be taking a look at. 
Um, I know we all kind of feel the same way, so I think... Craig, you want to just go ahead? I took us out last time, but you can take us out now, I guess. Well, we got to just jump over Unless to the... Unless anybody else wants to say anything. We just got to jump over to the Thursday night preview real quick. Um, ah. Just to... Just <laughs> Vikings true. are going to so, win. <laughs> so that's basically the whole thought on this game. Is not only is it Minnesota, who's 5-2. and two, They're playing Washington, who are 1-6. and six, And their only one win is against Miami. Because, you know, who doesn't beat them? Um, they have so many injuries over there right now. Um, there's still quarterback concerns, whether or not Case Keenum's going to keep his job. Uh, Peterson Thompson are out on the running back situation. And Peterson we- hasn't been ruled out. I just want to toss that out there. But you're not starting Peterson. Chris Thompson. But Neither have been officially ruled out. They have out. not been officially ruled out. But if I were to guess, if we were going to all guess if he's going to play or not, I, I, I'm going to say like... By 80%, I'm pretty sure he's not playing. I'm, I'm not going to predict an injury, but even if Adrian Peterson's 100% healthy, you can't start Adrian yeah, it's Minnesota. It's Minnesota, and, and you're it not going to start the running game. It's Wendell Smallwood. You're not going to start him. And they're projected um, to be down in this game can, big Craig early. Reynolds, baby. Can, <laughs> the guess, I guess the question to start off on Washington side is, can you start anyone? Can you start McLaurin? No. no. I would no. start McLaurin. If you need him as a flex. Terry? Mc, Terry. McLittle? Terry McSell high. Last week we were saying dumb. Terry Mc can you start him in Terry this game? Terry face. Terry Mc Thursday night. So joke. I w- I would sit him just because it's a Thursday night game. But it, well, Xavier Rhodes has been smothering people. So too and- so then the starts are Kirk Cousins is going to roll. Um, he's going to you know follow up his last two performances with another good one. Dalvin Cook obviously is going to roll. Um, Thielen injury is definitely something to look at, but Diggs, you're, you're starting all of them um, with confidence. This is so. this is a game too. We talked about it. Alexander Madison could be a start. Yeah, you Alexander, could. Oh yeah, you, you could very one. easily see the Bye Vikings week. up big early and just jumping the ball off and, to Madison. Why? Why risk Cook? Yes. And can we That's just to, go back to week one or two? Zimmer threw the ball ten times. Yep. He threw the ball ten times in a game. If there was a time for Zimmer to say, I'm going to run the ball a thousand times, this is the game to do and it. And that's your problem if Thielen is healthy. If you yeah. if he's healthy and you play him, he could run the ball. I'm sorry, he could throw the ball ten times. And maybe Thielen is out there just to trot on a route. You know, why even put the guy out there if, you, if you're going to roll him anyways? But he could be out there to do nothing. Right. You know, they could run the ball the opposite side that he's on, and he's just out there. Takes Take one guy out of the, out of the play. Maybe two. Now, so that's it. That brings up a good point. If he's active, would you start him? Uh, I mean, you kind of have to. It would to, be right? so hard yeah, not you to. You have to. Right? No, I mean, you. And that's the thing. You, you have, have to. to because start him. he's good for usually a touchdown. Would you yeah. rather sit yeah, Exactly. No, and you're right. Would you rather sit him and he goes off for 102 or start him and he goes off for like 60 points? <laughs> oh yeah, no, 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 right, he's no Stephon Diggs, um, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's if 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 Thielen's active, it's going to be tough uh, for both Thielen and Diggs likely to have any sort of huge twenty point game. I mean, Thielen probably comes out with a TD, but yeah, at most they come I out chucking, this. they score a touchdown early, and it's either to Thielen or Diggs, and then they just coast. <laughs> they just go, hey Madison. Hey Cook. Hey yeah. Madison. And hey, watch, Cook. watch me be even more wrong on that. And the defense will like pick six the first play of the game. <laughs> <laughs> they'll run it. They'll run it ninety times. Call Your it cousins game. draws back five times. And by the way, Irv Smith Jr. was on the field a lot last week. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. be a sneaky play also. Which that. is also on top of the fact that Kyle Rudolph had a pretty good game. Yep. Touchdown, right? So there's they're a lot gonna going beat on the Redskins, but I I don't think it's through the air. It's I think more it's of a question of how and by how much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the over, <laughs> they're favored by sixteen. So there's Ooh. that. And the over under is uh, forty two. The over under is forty two. So it's definitely low scoring. That's but. a college uh, line there. So um, d- definitely go ahead. Out of conference opponent. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Craig, who are we? It's Penn State versus the American <laughs> judicial system. <laughs> Army. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get this off, but uh, next podcast is going to be Hold'em, Fold'em, Confidence Boost, and Biggest Letdown. Um, we're going to be a little bit more animated than than this past one. I thought that would be pretty good, uh, you know, fun in this one. 
uh, with our waivers, but we're going to be able to tell you who to drop for those players that we talked about picking up in this one. Um, so we're Top Shelf Fantasy. Find us on Top Shelf FNTSY on Twitter and Instagram um, and TopShelfFantasy.com for the waiver article that we put out every Tuesday around 3 o'clock is when we're going to get that out. That's Eastern time. Uh, for Tom, Corey, Scott, I'm Craig. Again, Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose. Yeah.